Come on in. The listening is fine. This is the Carolina Outdoor Program. Your host right here, Bill Barty. Let's go fly fishing. Of course, since the 1970s, fly fishing has been a foundation of the Jesse Brown's business. And Jesse Brown's, of course, powers us here on the Carolina Outdoors to listen to the program. Not only can you hear us via the airwaves of WBT Radio early on a Saturday morning, but also... Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors right there at jessebrowns.com. As we are heading into the fall season, we have a new contributor here on the Carolina Outdoors, and he is the head fly fishing guide and lead instructor, Elijah St. Blancard, and he's going to join us right now on the Carolina Outdoors. Elijah, welcome. Thank you, Bill. Man, it's great to get you on here. Elijah, this is kind of an introduction um, for our listeners to the Carolina Outdoors, but also for the team over there at Jesse Brown's, uh, you joining in. But this isn't your first rodeo. You've been in the outdoor business, and you've been in, in the um, uh, uh, you know outdoor guiding business and the fly fishing guiding business for several years. Elijah, will you tell us where you got your start in regards to all of that? Yes. Great question. Um, so way back, oh, I don't even remember the year, but I was about 12 years old when I was converted uh, from the dark <laughs> side to the good side of, of fly fishing, started conventional and, and moved over to fly fishing at age 12 and, you know, grew up doing it. And it wasn't until I was probably in college that I started, you know, teaching friends, guys are like, oh man, I've always wanted to learn how to fly fish. And, you know, I just, kind of took initiative and said, Hey man, I'll, I'll teach you how to do it. And, you know, got a lot of fulfillment out of that and teaching friends and, and thought, Hey, this would actually be a really cool career profession. Um, so by mid twenties, I, I started doing that and, and, you know, find myself at Jesse Brown's now. So it's, it's been a really good experience for me learning myself. Um, went to a guide school out West in Victor, Idaho, and spent spent a couple of weeks out there learning from some of the best guides in the in the country, and you know brought a lot of that knowledge back here to the East Coast. And um, you know it's been it's been a really enjoyable time doing something that I love. Well, we're going to jump into this, and we're going to circle back to the Jesse Brown's portion because, of course, uh, we know that's important here on the Carolina Outdoors. But talk to us about growing up. You grew up in, and correct me if I get anything wrong, I've got my list right here. Uh, you grew up in uh, central Pennsylvania. And for many of our listeners, they may know this, our, our old timers out there, with respect, let me put that out there, may know <laughs> that you were uh, taught at, at Penn State in the famed, one of the, some would argue he could be on the Mount Rushmore of fly fishing, was an instructor at Penn State University named Joe Humphreys. Um, that's where the kind of the introduction, if I'm correct, is that where the introduction or you learn the foundation, the basics of the sport, joining with your dad and going to summer school, if you will, at Penn State? Yes. Um, so when I was that 12 years old again, my mom had purchased my father and I a summer course at Penn State. And Joe Humphreys was the instructor, and every Wednesday night, 
Hmm. for like I think it was about three <laughs> hours a night we would go and and sit and and work with Joe and he's just kind of been a been a mentor of mine over the years. Um, I mean, and I think anybody in this, in the industry would say the same thing. He's just a wealth of knowledge and just thinking about him, you think about like when he walks in a room and, and just the confidence that he has and people listen and their ears perk up. And, you know, it was the same for me. He, he's just a, again, a wealth of knowledge that, that it's just awesome to listen to and learn from. And I think yeah. everybody needs that, you know, in the industry is someone that they can look up to and, and, um, you know, learn from. Yeah, he's part of that one of those foundation. This man is is still fishing and in his nineties, and he, um, along with se- several others out there, you, you could say some names: Lefty Cray or Flip, Flip Pallet. We've talked about Joan Wolf here on the program. Those are some people who uh, were a generation or two, believe it or not, ago, who uh, really affected. Uh, what's happening in the fly fishing community right now. And Elijah, you're, you are a part of that. Um, I'm going to go to that guide school right now, World Cast Anglers. That was out in Victor, Idaho. Um, talk to us about what you learn in guide school. Because let's just say at 12, your foundation has been built. You get to kind of uh, splash around in some of the United States or world's best limestone streams up there in Pennsylvania. Um, great trout habitat, great insect habitat to create great trout habitat. But what do you learn in guide school? And you went to WorldCast Anglers uh, out in Victor. Tell us about that. Well, first things first, it was awesome because we got to spend a lot of time fishing ourselves. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what i what I took away from the school. I mean, I mean, it was a class. It was a class instructing anglers guides to become better guides so we worked on stuff um first aid um a lot of the course was centered around rowing drift boats on some of the big water out there uh we were on the snake river every day so a lot of that um was around managing a boat on water um and of course had to move back to north carolina and buy a boat and um (laughs) so (laughs) don't have the bigger water back here but um you know we have stuff to work with uh, but it was, you know, rowing boats, first aid, swift water rescue, mm-hmm. entomology, and just and just what I took away the most from the course was just how to teach people, how to communicate with people, how to teach fly fishing in ways that someone can, you know, off the street can really understand. And you know, that was that was the reward for me. And then just just learning from some of the guides that they have out there they you know they select four guides to to teach the class and the the guys out there were so humble have won fly fishing competitions out there and it's like oh wow these guys are awesome guides in the industry and they're teaching us so it was it was humbling but very motivating in the same sense well all that being said if you're just joining us here on the carolina outdoors our guest is elijah st blancard i'm bill barty your host and elijah with all that being said, as I mentioned, learning how to communicate it, and that's where we are now at the front end of a brand new season, if you will, because the weather's cooling off. The state of North Carolina uh, stocks many of the streams, especially now that the water uh, temperatures are cooling off, uh, and that opens up something called the delayed harvest waters. Now, that's the uh, 
October 1st, these waters, there are 34 different streams and lakes uh, across western North Carolina primarily that are now catch and release streams. Um, and you're teaching people the sport of fly fishing. Right now, fly fishing wading trips through Jesse Brown's are going on, and a lot of them are happening on these delayed harvest streams. Tell us about the importance of delayed harvest in where it falls into your instruction for the clients that are coming through who are, if they're just joining the sport of fly fishing, or maybe they have been into it for a while and just need to smooth around off some of the rough edges maybe. Yeah, so you spoke a little bit about what the delayed harvest is. Um, first and foremost, it's a, it's a catch and release river uh, from October through the stock date in October, through the last, through the first Saturday in June, excuse right. me. Mm-hmm. So the state does an awesome job at stocking really quality fish, beautiful fish, one, but also some pretty sizable fish as well. Um, and, you know, you can catch, you can catch easily a 28 inch, uh, 28 inch trout, 30 inch trout if you play your cards right. There are some big boys that they put in. Uh, so there's always that to look forward to, but it's, what I like about the delayed harvest is one, it's reasonable, easy access for someone that's learning. We don't want to do all the pool hopping up high in the mountains. Um, so it's, it's easy to get to. Um, and also the fish are very eager to eat. You get a lot of opportunity to catch fish. Uh, they're, you know, put in on their stock dates and, and they're hungry. So, someone who's just beginning you know you get the satisfaction the payoff of working hard on you know your casting your drifts your presentation and you get a lot of opportunities to set and fight fish so ultimately you know that's a fun part of fly fishing and and if you can do all that the casting the presentation and the landing of the fish you know you're doing pretty good and i think that's what the delayed harvest is is has to offer right it makes it really really uh I don't want to say easy, but easy for someone just learning to go out and have an awesome day. Yeah, and that was the intent of the state. If many, if people are out there listening going, why does the state do this? Of course, selling fishing licenses and promoting recreational activities like fishing, or in Jesse Brown's and the Carolina Outdoors case, fly fishing, uh, it's a promotion of that, and it helps create everything, not just the purchase of a license, but also tourism and, and people coming from elsewhere um, into our state to enjoy uh, what we have in North Carolina, which is some awesome fishing waters. But I'm going to go back, Elijah. You mentioned something about is it hard or whatever. Is fly fishing a difficult sport to, to jump in and participate in? No, not difficult. Uh, if, if you like a challenge, then it is for you. Um, I think what what attracted me to fly fishing was it's not just casting a line out with a bobber and a worm and just sitting there. Mm-hmm. There is something there is something to do every cast, every you know stream you go on to. Read, you're reading the water. You're finding where the fish are are in that water. You're making the cast. You're performing men's to get the perfect drift you're setting the hook so it's 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 very focus driven right you need to pay pay very close attention and that's something that really kind of brought me into it and in my love is is for that because it's 
you know, people think of fishing and it's like, ah, oh, it's boring or not. Nah, I right. did that when I was little <laughs> on a dock with my grandfather. That's great, but this is completely different. Um, same skill, same, same skill. It's still fishing, right? A lot can transfer from conventional fishing, but there's a lot more to it in fly fishing. Uh, and that's the beauty in it for me. Yeah, I'm glad you said it like that because I've had a lot of people, um, you know, who find out what I do uh, at Jesse Brown's or via the Carolina Outdoors. And when they hear fishing, uh, and of course we talk about all of that and promote it, we're all for that because put, putting people outdoors is a good thing no matter what. But mm-hmm. a lot of type A people or people will say, you know, um, I don't have the patience for that. And I would argue that those are the people who would appreciate fly fishing the most are the impatient people who are looking for an activity to do because it is uh, multi levels of activity all at one time, really. Yes, totally. And it's, it's to me, fly fishing is anticipation. You have to make that cast yes. knowing, being confident that you're going to catch a fish on that cast. And if you, if you fish with that mindset, you're going to have a lot more success and you're, and you're not going to be bored or, you know, it, it's, every cast is a challenge. Elijah St. Blame Card is on the Carolina Outdoors. We're talking a little bit about fly fishing, especially in the cooler season that we're entering right now because uh, all the fish are in the water and uh, there's a lot of activity going on and it's a good time to get involved in the sport of fly fishing. And that's what Elijah does is help introduce people, get them out and uh, teach them properly the sport of fly fishing, just like he learned when he was 12 years old, getting that foundation laid so that you can enjoy the sport for the rest of your life. Elijah, I'm looking at the sheet right here. One angler, two anglers, three anglers, or more. Is there a, a, is teaching two people easier than teaching one pe- person? I'll leave out the three, four, or more, but is is it easier to teach two or one person on a trip? Well, you know, two, two is a good number, yeah. right? If, if I'm only one person and if we're spread out over the river and I'm running back and forth because everybody's got fish on, you know, it's, it's a challenging day. So I like to tell people, you know, if you're planning a trip, um, filter out the people who are just going to go. Um, I really enjoy teaching people who have a desire to learn and to um, – you know, they're a sponge. They're soaking up the knowledge. So if you have two other buddies that aren't like super gung-ho about learning, but you're really gung-ho about learning, let's schedule a date, you and I, to go out and I'll teach you everything you need to know. You learn, and then we can bring the buddies on the next trip, um, if that makes sense. But no, there's there's not a number. I, I Usually after four, things start to get a little stressful. <laughs> so, so one, two, and three are, are super manageable. And, of course, the trips that are being done, you don't need anything but a fishing license, a North Carolina fishing license. The hardest part that I have seen is picking the date. Once you pick the date, everything else falls into place. You bring your license. But as far as the food, uh, the rod, the reel, the instruction, as you mentioned, all of that is a part of the trip. Um, for one, it is three ninety-five. I guess uh, economically, the two also is great because at four fifty, it's affordable for two 
whether it be a spouse, spouses, whether it be uh, friends, whether it be siblings, whatever the case, um, you can divvy that up and enjoy a nice meal. But all the equipment, waiters, boots, that's all included in that price. Yes, flies too. Normally we go through quite a few flies, so uh, that's a expense that the client does not have to worry about. <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to switch gears on you now, Elijah. And, and we're talking yeah. to Elijah St. Blancard from Jesse Browns. He's the head fly fishing guide and lead instructor over at Jesse Browns and uh, taking the world by storm in that regard. Also, um, like spending time in the garden, fly tying, all of that sort of things. But also, Elijah, you're on the speaking uh, tour as well these days. And, and upcoming, you've got a an event where you're speaking to the Carolina Fly Fishing Club. So you'll be in front of 40, 50 different people. Um, what do you tell them when you're, you're you're talking about fly fishing, talking about delayed harvest waters? Um, what is your insight when you're talking to a big group, as you are now on the Carolina outdoors as well? Again, with the mindset of, of well, let me, let me preface by saying, you know, the, Joe Humphreys even says this. It's mm-hmm. like he's 90... 95 years old and he's always got something to learn whether that's from someone who's been fishing 30 minutes or someone who's been fishing for 55 years so i I try to go into every discussion talk with that mindset like i'm i'm there to learn just as much as i am to teach what i know to somebody else so yeah I'm, i'm really excited for the conversation next wednesday yeah i think sharing information like that is always uh impactful for all involved too but um when you got the bona fides like you do elijah it's hard to uh it's hard to let go from from world ca- world cast angling school to uh being a 12 year old in front of joe humphreys to uh the, the past six to eight years that you've already spent you know uh, being on the waters and guiding people instructing people into the sport of fly fishing because it is a it can be a life-changing sport for so many people and give giving them a reintroduction to an activity. I call it for many a bucket list item for so many who want to get into the sport and you're kind of lowering the barriers that are, whether they're real or perceived, they are barriers nonetheless for people and you're helping them um, access the sport and learn it the right way. So let's meet Streamside and go fish. It's a fly fishing wading trip uh, from Jesse Brown's. A day of learning, but also a whole bunch of fun as well. Elijah, thank you for jumping on the Carolina Outdoors and sharing your time and sharing the information as we head into the fourth quarter of 2023. Excited about the opportunities for all anglers out there this year. Yes, Bill. Thank you for, for having me on the show. Off he goes and off I go for just a moment. I'm going to be back on the other side to wrap up this edition of the Carolina Outdoors.